Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Off the Handlebars Podcast. I'm your host, B. Shanice, and I would like to welcome you if it's your first time, and I would like to welcome back all my loyal listeners. Thank you all for being here today, and we are going to talk about how I quit my job, and by doing so, I increased my income by $20,000 a year. Uh, this happened last year. But I think it's important to talk about because now that I'm in this new role or newer role, um, yeah, it was ended up being the best idea and the best decision that I ever came up with. So um, I also want to just plug that I quit my job before I had another job. So that's why I also think it's important for me to speak on this. So before we get started, we'll go ahead and do our three good things. And that is three things that I am grateful for. And I would love for you to think about what you're grateful for as well. So my first one is, um, I ended up, I talked about this in a, another episode, but I ended up asking, um, better help, which is who I get my therapy through because it's cheaper than using my insurance. I ended up asking them if I could continue the discount that I had because I used promo codes to start up and they agreed and they actually gave me a bigger discount and now I'm paying even less than what I paid last month for therapy. So hashtag winning on that. Um, and I'm just really happy that I'll be able to con continue therapy, um, at an affordable price because it can get pretty pricey. Um, the second good thing is I've been working really hard on this podcast to one, stay consistent, but to put out content that's relatable, that you guys enjoy, that you guys actually want to hear, that you guys want to share with other people. Um, and I thought that once I got to a certain number of listens, I think it was like, you know, 200, 300, like I kept watching the numbers go up. Um, and I, I, they told me like after 50 listens that I qualified for ads or whatever ambassador ads so I'm like okay cool so should be coming down the pipe any time now I hit 500 listens still hadn't heard anything I'm now over 600 and I actually heard from them stating that um they apologized for the delay they were working on revamping the process but that I definitely they changed like the requirements and eligibility and everything for ambassador ads on podcasts but they're like you definitely qualify and you'll get your first one in March. So for all of you that have been here and all of you that are now here, I just want to thank y'all so much for listening because you have allowed me to monetize this and be able to hopefully produce even better content and do a lot more things with this because um, it's it's definitely the little podcast that could right now based off the minimal equipment and resources that I have. But I am making it happen. I'm here. I'm going to try to continue to be consistent and put out good content. So the ads are definitely going to help me um, be able to buy more things. I definitely need a mic. Um, I really want to get um, some more video content up. So I actually have to pay for that too through the platform that I use. Um, if I want to do so many videos, they charge you. So just things like that where I just want to invest in my own business. And that's going to help me be able to escalate um, those expenses. So thank y'all. I'm super excited about my first paid ad. I have no idea what it's going to be like or what I have to say or even who it's going to be, but I'm ready. <laughs> and then my third good thing was that I had a beautiful 
Valentine's Day with Legend. We had the best time. Um, and I just, uh, I just feel so blessed to be able to love on him in a way that I can just shower him with, you know, gifts and words of affirmation and acts of service and just hitting all the love languages for him and just allowing him to feel the love. And I hope that he just never forgets how loved he is and how much I just adore him and how I'm his biggest fan. And, um, we were on the way to school that on Valentine's day and he told me that he would be my Valentine, even if he wasn't with me on this day. So that made me really happy because as we know, he's been, you know, spending more time with his dad since he's moved back and I haven't been spending as much time as last year. So it just really made me feel special that he's like, mommy, everyone, even when I'm away from you, like you still matter to me and I still love you. Not that I thought that he didn't, but for the parents out there, y'all just know what I mean. I've been kind of going through it, but making the best out of everything. It's a good going through it, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so today, like I said, we're going to talk about how I quit my job and I increased my income by $20,000. Um, I'm going to start by saying I was with my previous company for way too long. And that definitely held me back from being able to increase my income. So um, I started with them in 2014 when I actually moved to Charlotte. Is that right? 2014? Yes, 2014, November of 2014. So, um, I ended up being with them for like a little bit over seven and a half years. And every time I got up, I got like five different promotions, I think, or ish, about five different promotions within that seven years. And each time I got a promotion, they kept me like at the bottom of the barrel. Even when I negotiated my salary, even when I told them, like showed them that I was worth more, they just would not give me more. And that should have been my sign to leave. Clearly I have a lot of <laughs> issues I'm still working through as far as self-worth, but, um, I just, yeah, I just should have left and I didn't. But um, with that being said, I'm going to tell you about my previous role and what I was doing before I decided I just needed to leave and couldn't take it anymore. Okay, so to get started, I was a senior manager over employer-based clinics. So previously to getting into this leadership role, I had worked in a contact center, which is very much like a call center. Um, this one was like a 24-7 one, and um, I was in a leadership role for like four years-ish before I took this promotion in March of 2021. So um, once I got the promotion, I was reached out to actually directly from the hiring manager because I had worked with him previously in, <clears throat> excuse me, a, um, in, my, in my role that I was in before. And so he kind of knew who I was. We had a good working relationship. And when he created a new position in his department, he reached out to me like, hey, I got this senior manager position opening up. Like, let me know. Because I had expressed to him probably a month or so before that, that I was looking to move up because at the time, my career goals were to continue to move up the corporate ladder within leadership. So I went from um, training and education coordinator to supervisor to manager um, to then senior manager. So I'm like, okay, after senior manager, then I'll be ready for a director role. Right. So that was my goal was to get to director. So I'm like, okay, 
I knew that this job was going to make some take some traveling. I had to go to each site at least twice a month for half day. Mind you, my sites were really, really far from where I lived. Um, I was able to get mileage, but basically I made it happen and took it because I knew the experience would get me further. I thought I wanted this experience to take me to be a director. And I'm going to tell y'all, as soon as I got in this role within like 90 to 60, I mean, uh, 90 to 120 days, I knew I did not want to be a director anymore. I'm like, if this is what it is at the senior manager level, I'm good. So basically I had different clinics that I was over full operations of, um, a mid-level provider. So that's like a nurse practitioner or a PA and then a CNMA which is a certified medical assistant. Some of them had multiples, but most of them had just one, one mid-level and one CMA. Um, so they were also based at these cities employers. So if you work for like, you know, the city of blank, then there's usually a building that you go to the city building. And we had clinics at those city buildings for the most part. Um, we also had some for the employer that I worked for, and at different hospitals and locations within the Charlotte metro area. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take on this. I'm going to learn so much. Um, and it's like, it was like right before I was about to start, I had got added to like the team chats and stuff. And they were like, you know, adding Brittany for, you know, visibility, things like that. So she can get in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so excited to take this, you know, new position and learn so much. And they go, um, somebody was, you know, they're like, we're happy to have you too, blah, blah, blah. But somebody sent a gif of this little girl, like spraying herself with a, a hose in the face. And he was basically like, get ready. And that was my first red flag. I should have known <laughs> once they sent that, that it was not going to be a pleasant ride or position. So Long story short, I end up hearing through the grapevine after I've been there for, you know, a few months that I got the worst situations and the worst clinics with the worst dynamics of life. It was, it was really, really bad. It's just like the drama, them not getting along with the other teams in the office that they worked in, um, the drive and the furthest ones, like the people who had felt like since they were so far, they were treated as if they didn't exist. Like, so they needed like a lot of extra time and attention. Um, but it just, and then like dealing with these people that work for the city, which are usually like the HR manager or directors or the, the city managers, like they just do a lot. Um, and so I'm 90 days in and I'm bawling my eyes out already to my boss. And I'm like, I'm trying to stick this out, but it's just not working for me. Like, I just feel like I'm not going to get it. And he kept saying, like, give your, it's going to take about six months to learn everything. Like, give it time and things like that. So I'm like, one, I'm traveling a lot. Time away from my son and having to figure out, you know, childcare for him. Because at this time, we still didn't have him in daycare based off of the pandemic. So I'm traveling. I'm back in the office after COVID is a thing. Um, we only have, like I said, the the mid-level provider and one assistant in there. So anytime somebody called out or got sick, the whole freaking clinic just blew up. The schedules had to be revamped. The, the city had to be notified. The employee, you know, the employers had to be let know what can happen, what can't happen. We had to call patients and reschedule appointments. Like 
there was really no like pool of people to pull from. There was very much a lack of resources and help. So not only did I have multiple clinics, and when I say multiple, I probably had like, I don't even remember. Was it like seven? I think I had seven to start with. And I'm one person. I have no supervisor, no assistant to help me either. And I'm responsible for all these people at all these sites and all this time. And these people were really like, put the worst taste in my mouth for managing people. I had managed people for a while before this, and I've had some people that weren't as pleasant to manage. But this last group was really, really bad. I was just like over them, over the position, over my goals that I thought I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, something has to change. So I try to give it the six months. I go back to my boss and I'm like, it's still not working. Like, I'm ready to just quit and give up. I remember calling and texting my mentor so many times, y'all. And I'm just like, I can't do this. I, I How do I quit a job without a job? Like, what do I need to do? And they're like, Brittany, don't quit without another job. Like, just start applying. Do what you got to do. It's like, stick it out. Like, you don't want to quit. It's good to, still could take some time. And I'm just like, nah, this ain't working. I'm miserable completely miserable they threw me into a freaking volcano that was about to erupt as soon as they knew I was going to touch down it was absolutely horrible I don't know if anybody's had a job where you're just completely miserable where you don't want to do it you don't have any reward in it and that was my big thing like in leadership there's at least some type of reward that I would get although the the work may have been hard there was reward in it and I couldn't even find reward in this position nothing felt like it was good enough I would do xyz get my list completely clear next thing I know there's even more stuff to do somebody needs something else my my list would get so backed up that things would get forgotten or put off to the back burner or just literally nothing was done to them because they've been sitting on the list for so long and I just didn't have to like I would prioritize and I would still be doing it wrong because there was somebody else. Everybody thought that their issues and what they had going on was the most important priority. Nobody else mattered. And I'm like, I'm one person. I have seven clinics, probably about 15 direct reports. I can't stretch myself to accommodate and make everybody happy, right? Which I know in life, we can't make everybody happy. But in leadership, <laughs> there are stipulations around your job responsibilities and duties to accommodate as many people as you can to support them, give them what they need, and to also be compliant within the hospital system and clinic system, along with making sure they have everything that they need, which making sure they have the support that they need and know how to, you know, all the changes that happen in the healthcare industry at a very rapid pace and just like again I'm only one person and then they try to do all these special events and they want you to accommodate those events because we don't have the staff for that so I'm in over here running a freaking flu vaccine thing at six o'clock in the morning I have to wake up and drive to South Carolina to run this flu drive or whatever the heck I was doing I don't know it was just a whole hot mess and it it continued to be so I started in March, um, by June, I was already not feeling it. So I tried to give it three more months by like September. I, I was like, okay, I'm at six months. It's still not working by October. I had started applying and I was like, by January, I need another job. I cannot continue to do this. It's not working for me. Um, 
in January came, I didn't get another job. I didn't even get one interview between October and January when I applied, when I was applying to jobs. I even kept a list. I applied to at least 50 jobs, I think. Um, and I didn't get anything, no bites. And so that made it even harder, um, on top of what I was kind of going through with, you know, um, legends dad at the time and our dynamic changing as well. So I was just like, I need something different. This is not accommodating my lifestyle. I am in the car way too much, which I got to listen to podcasts in the car. And that's how I got like really hype on podcasts. But the thing is though, like, although I was in the car doing this, I was still trying to make sure that I could accommodate picking up my son, dropping him off, like all these things in the demand of parenting just became way too much. Like I had told, and I told my boss, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to show up the same. Like I'm about to go down to a one parent household and yeah, I, I can't give y'all what I was giving y'all. And at this point I'm like, if you need to fire me, I'm fine with it. <laughs> like whatever you got to do at this point, I just went out. So January comes and he's like, all right, I promise you I'm doing a revamp. I'm about to make it easier for you. And I'm like, okay. So he gave me less clinics I went from seven to four or eight to four and then he's we were working on opening a new one by May so it was like 4.5 then I also got put over creating a remote call center so doing what I was doing in my previous role but for a smaller amount of people I create a remote call center all from scratch literally building these this clinic that is an hour plus away from me and opening this remote call center that I have to do all within the next five months. So they end up giving me, they end up switching it and he's like, give it a try like this. Like, let's try this. I'm going to make it better. He ended up giving me a bump in pay based off everything that I had to do. Um, and this was in January. Um, and I got the raise and... I was hype again. I, I remember this was before, this was right after um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day because I remember Martin Luther King Jr. Day last year and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like dad, I told my dad I was at their house because I think we were snowed in or something and I'm like, I'm about to quit. I, I don't care. I don't, um, yes, I'm going based off emotions, but I don't care. I, I physically and mentally do not have the capacity to support them without them supporting me and the resources that I need. It was me giving, giving, giving. And then they were just throwing more at me, throwing more at me. I was like, oh no, we're not going to do this. So my dad was like, just stick it out, like try to get something else, you know. And then like a week later, that's when my boss called me and was like, we're going to bump your pay to this. And, you know, this is the changes that are about to happen. You're going to take over these clinics. It's going to be a lot easier, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> that didn't really work out either. Um, I ended up interviewing for a job in February and didn't get it. They actually ended up ghosting me and I just felt so defeated. I'm like, I'm trying this new thing. I'm doing what I said I was going to do with creating this brand new team from scratch, making sure everyone has the training, making sure everyone has the uh, equipment that they need, making sure I'm doing the hiring for this, making sure that we have all the training materials in place and the, the uh, resources and uh, materials that they're going to be using to even do their job, creating all of this, right? All while trying to open this old HR office space in a, ho a very old hospital that's over an hour away to create a new clinic 
for the people out in this area. And so come March, I was like, I need a way out. I didn't get the job I thought I was, you know, that I was interviewing for. Um, my customer service team was about to launch and I was like, I'm going to at least write out this big project that I'm working on. Cause I don't want to leave my boss like that. Cause although I, we had a working relationship, like I was cool with him for so long. So we also were like cool outside of work or whatever. But, um, you know, I was just like, I came up with a plan. I was like, I'm going to stop contributing to my 401k as much. I'm going to stop sending these extra payments to my mortgage. I'm going to minimize my spending. I'm going to save as much money as I can because I am putting in my resignation without another job because I refuse to continue to do this. And I think giving myself like an outdate helped me get through that little bit of time I had left. I ended up giving them like a eight, six to eight week notice um I put my resignation in on March or yeah March 21st and I said we're opening up this new clinic by May 2nd and my last day is going to be that Friday May 6th like I'm done I'm done I I appreciate everything you've done for me I appreciate the opportunity but this is just not working out it's not accommodating my lifestyle it's way too demanding and I already have my son who I'm trying to handle and take care of at home I can't have this job on me too it's too much it's literally too much. I was breaking down so much that I was like, I'm out. Like, I, I have to come up with a plan. I, I can't do this. Um, and he goes, so you have another job, right? And I'm like, no, I just know this ain't it. <laughs> like, I don't have a job, but I'm trying to give you and, you know, I'm gonna finish out my commitments. So this, these projects, I know you have nobody else to do this because we're already a very lean model and they try to you know, save so much money by not having as many people because it's more affordable for the employer and blah, 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 whatever. I was over it all. I don't have another job, but I'm gone. So I started applying a lot again. And I was like, if I can at least get, you know, X amount of paychecks between March and May, I'll be able to have a more of a lump sum to stand on and savings to sit on while I try to find something different. So... I end up um, being able to save, I think, about $15,000. I had ten k in my emergency fund in the high-yield savings, so it was earning interest every month, and the bank was paying me to have it there. And then I saved an additional 5000 in, like, my regular savings or checking account that was just sitting there in case I needed it for bills and stuff or just to live. Um, so I was like, I'm coming up on the end. I'm, I keep my commitments, do my projects. And then like a week or two before I was about to leave, we hire a new director. And he asked me if I could stay on to do uh, consulting for her and basically to like train her on my sites and just get her up to speed and stay on through the end of May. And so I'm like, okay, yes, I'll do it. I have no job as of right now again, so I can get a few more um, checks. They're going to pay me my same rate. I just do a lot less of the work and get her up to speed. Deal. All right. Appreciate that because, again, I could use the extra money. Um, in the middle of my resignation, um, like in between like that con me con that consultation month for them, I ended up – he ended up telling me like I need to create a part-time person, like a PRN or as-needed role for the customer service team. Would you be interested in doing it? 
while you wait for, you know, your full-time job offer. And I'm like, oh, bet, because I can make my own schedule. I can still get paid. I do lose my benefits, but I get my sanity back. Like, period. And it's something that I was managing people doing. And I've I used to do it. Like, that's where I started with the company. I was on the phones answering calls and scheduling appointments for physician uh, practices. So I'm like, bet I'll be able to have a very flexible schedule and I can pick my son up and drop him off with no worries. I let y'all know when I can work. I can still have some money coming in. I took a major like pay cut, but I was also doing way less work and I didn't have anybody directly reporting to me. So I was in for it. So I was like, bet, let's do it. So this, the most important thing is this did allow me to go unemployed, even though I had planned on being unemployed. So this was a blessing from God for sure, because I didn't even plan on this piece of it. Um, but I just felt like I knew he was, he was working for me. Like I was like, I'm about to take this leap of faith. I don't know what's going to happen after my last day at this company, but I'm gonna make it work. I, I got a lump sum I'm gonna sit on. I, my mental health matters. I'm not going to continue to put myself through this ringer. And so God really showed up with that part-time position. You know, he, um, he let me know in that time that I was like not alone and that it was going to work out. And that since I put my faith in him, it was all going to work out. Cause that was just something I didn't, I didn't know y'all. I really didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but I just believed, I believed in myself and my capabilities. I'll put open to work on my resume. I mean, on my LinkedIn and I went after it. And even after going after it for so long, um, I still was getting nothing for a long time, but by, you know, and mind you, I've been applying for jobs since October of 2021. Then I tell my boss that I'm leaving in March of 2022. We end up telling the teams by like eight beginning of April. So I put open to work come April, 2022. And I'm like, Oh yeah, bet based off my experience, somebody going to pull up. Yeah. No, I mean, one person pulled up. So um, <laughs> by June, uh, beginning of June, I had transferred into the PRN or part-time position and I was applying and applying. And by the end of June, I had applied to jobs and interviewed for a new position. So I actually had two of them. One, I told a um, really close like family friend from back home that I was looking for a job and she was really excited about her company. She enjoyed it. And I was just like, okay, I need that. Like she was at the gym. Like we called her one day and she was at the gym during her work schedule. And I'm like, Oh, that's exactly what I need in my life. One major, excuse me. One major thing I made sure I did was like when I was going through the emotions of being so upset about my last position. I'm like, I need this. I need to be able to work remote. I need more flexibility. I need no direct reports. I need more money because I'm doing a lot of work for little money and it's not doing it for me no more. I was so over all of that. So I kept saying out loud, I was like, I'm about to give me another job. It's going to be hundred percent remote. It's going to be this, 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 and that paid holidays off. Like I'm going to get the whole nine. So the first company I interviewed for, I thought I really wanted it. Um, it was a startup company. It kind of sounded like it was along the lines of what I had been doing. Um, 
but then I applied for the job that my friend told me about too. She actually sent sent in a referral. So shout out to China. She knows who she is, China Sky. Um, she sent in a referral for me and talked to the hiring manager and the HR recruiter and was like, hey, she's interested in this position. I ended up talking to the recruiter and he's like, well, this one is, you know, filled. But he's like, Brittany, your resume screams that you need to work at our company. And I'm like, ooh, bet. All right. Cool. He's like, I'm gonna get you in front of as many hiring managers as possible. Like, we're gonna make sure you get in. I'm like, perfect. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I didn't end up getting the other one I thought I wanted, which it was great because God knew better. He knew exactly what I needed. He knew that that job wasn't going to be because I was like, I don't want to leave one, you know, boiling pot of water to just jump into another. Like, I really want my lifestyle to change. I want to feel fulfilled in what I'm doing and I want it to fit into what I want my life to look like I want to be able to show up for my son I want to be able to go to his school in the middle of the day because they have a conference or they have um, a craft or they have a performance or whatever the case may be I don't want to have to travel and I don't want to direct people I want to worry about myself and my work I know I can do good work and that's it go on about my business so um I went through the interview process for this referral job and I went with the hiring manager first. And I remember her asking me like, so you didn't originally apply for this job. Like what makes you interested in this? And so I go through that whole, you know, process of just telling her like, you know, I'm looking for something different. I feel like I've been doing the same thing for a long time and I want to grow. And, um, I really love what you guys do at this company. And I'm not going to lie. I got off that interview with her and I was like, bro, she's not sold on me. Like, not only because of how I answered that question, but just like her demeanor and her energy. I was just like, yeah, no, I can't really. I wasn't really feeling it. But then I had two more interviews. I'm like, OK, I'm going to go through them. Um, And in one of the inter the second interview went really, really well. I clicked with the girls fine. And then the third one, she was just like, you know, if you want to not or if you don't want to work, um, if you want just a nine to five, like this is probably not it for you. Cause I tell them like, I've been working really long hours. Like I need to be home with my son in the evening. Like that's really important to me right now. Um, and I just can't be doing all this traveling and I can't show up in the way that y'all want me to show up in like I was in this other job. And so she kind of like had me discouraged, which is why I thought I wanted the other position. But then I interviewed with those three people. Then for my final interview, I had to do a panel presentation and create, you know, basically they sent me a rubric of what to do about a project that I worked on. And I was getting, I guess, like imposter syndrome. I'm like, I'm not even good enough. Like, what am I going to do? I didn't even feel like doing this presentation, right? Like I just was like overthinking I was over this process. I had felt like I had been trying for so long and nothing was really working out the way that I thought it was. But I was like, let me just show up, do my best and tell them about what the heck I just went through and the project I just did. Opening up a clinic from ground zero is no easy job. There is so much that goes into materials and logistics and compliance and hiring and training like there's so much I mean I was talking to to plant operation people I was I was coordinating all these meetings and making sure we had this and that lab things and lab compliance and lab equipment like 
stuff that I had never even touched in my life, I was coordinating and making sure this thing was ready. So I had to tell about the project, tell about what setbacks I had and kind of how I overcame them and things like that. And just, I just went in there, did the, did the presentation. I sent it to my mentor before and he was like, oh, this is a beast. Like I'm keeping this for my records. I'm like, no way. Like chill. Like I was like, I feel like it's like just trash. Like, I don't know. And he's like, Brittany, you got this. Like, just go in, do your best. Like, how could they not love you? So I went in and did the presentation and I, I think I still have the presentation. So I can probably post like some, some snippets of it, um, on my Instagram story, but I did the presentation. And at the end, the hiring manager was like, you absolutely killed this and knocked it out the park. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. And she's like, yes, like you will be hearing from HR very soon. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Mind job before, I don't know if, it, I think it was before this, like right before my, yeah, I think it was before my presentation, but I ended up, um, uh, getting a new sage from this, this local, uh, crystal shop. And it was like a wealth one, uh, wealth and something. I don't even remember now, but I lit it for the first time. And I remember saging my home, turning on worship music and just literally putting it in God's hands because technically I didn't have all of the qualifications that were listed on this job description that they wanted this person to go into this position to have. I did not meet all of the requirements, but I had the experience and I had my faith and I was like, I saged, I prayed, I surrendered. I said, God, if this is it, this will be mine. I I do believe that what is meant for you is meant for you and it is nobody else's. And so I just prayed on it. I went in, I did my best. And she was like, you killed it. Like, I'm so impressed. Everybody was on the thing and they were like, yeah, yeah, we need her, whatever. Um, so later that afternoon, I ended up getting the call and they offered it to me and they were like, you'll have all these days off. This is what your PTO will be. You'll get a bonus. Um, this is your salary. Like, this is when we want you to start. We understand you have, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to give my other job, you know, mind you, I could have quit the other job at any time. I didn't even have any shifts. I don't think at the time, but I was like, I want to give them a little notice, but I really wanted to take some time in between too. And just like, decompressed. I really had a great summer though. Like I really, really did. They ended up wanting me to start a week before my birthday and I had to let them know, like I actually have a trip already planned and I'm going to be, um, gone. Like, do you guys mind? And they're like, no, like we pay for you to have your birthday off. That's one of your benefits. Like just put it in. It's fine. We'll make it work. We want you to get started with training. And so, um, I ended up, uh, negotiating my pay and I called my cousin Julie. So shout out to Julia because she really gave me a lot of pointers from a recruiter standpoint on how to have this conversation and get what I want. So I ended up getting an extra $2,000 in my salary. And, um, I had mind y'all, I am a project manager for clinical IT department. I have no IT <laughs> background. I have no certifications. I am, I have no PMP. Like I literally used my experience, my network and my faith to quit a job before I had another job and end up with a job paying me $20,000 more. That is it. And we were talking about 
at church this past weekend, um, he had talked about, you know, sometimes people try to update their resume and people try to make sure they expand their network and update their LinkedIn and all that. He was like, and all that's fine and great. He was like, but that other part where you, you know, you just may not deserve or you weren't supposed to be in that space or your child wasn't supposed to get in that school. He's like, that's favor. That's God's favor. So I can really say, and I'm not trying to preach to y'all. This is not going to turn into no Christian podcast. I'm just saying like, there are doors that will open and once you manifest and say exactly what you want, once you put in the work, I have never been a project manager title, but everything I've done in my leadership has managed projects and it just worked out. Honestly, I've now been in my role for seven months. And when I tell you it is the most perfect job for me, it is everything I wanted, everything I need. My team is so dope. Um, my manager is phenomenal. Um, I ended up telling her, I'm like, yo, I was really nervous that you weren't going to pick me, you know, after I started. And she was like, you know, I had to keep my poker face on. She was like, but I knew from the beginning I wanted you. She was like, it was between you and another person. And she was like, the other girl was more qualified. She was like, but your grit and your, you know, go getter attitude and everything that you juggled at one time, like, she was like, that's something you can't teach. She was like, so I knew I wanted you. And I'm like, wow, that's wild. Um, so, you know, China for even recommending me and believing in me, the people that are surrounded by me, um, that knew I was qualified for this position and my mentor for just pushing me, my family and friends who supported me, like, I just really appreciate my journey. I am so grateful to be where I am today. And I have a team retreat that's coming up in April and I cannot wait to kick it with my team. We are hundred percent remote. We are all the way from like Oregon, all the way to, you know, the DMV. We are stretched all over my, um, bosses down South. They haven't met in person in a long time, obviously due to COVID. So this will be like their first one since like 2019, and my team is so dope. Like it's really one of the most diverse teams in the company and we all just vibe and get along great together. And I can't wait to see them in person. And I could not be more grateful for my job, for my income, for my flexibility, for my security, for my stability, all of it. Like it is just bomb. My, um, my boss is also a Leo. She's younger like me as well and when I tell you she's like we click we clicked instantly like she is my dog I can talk to her about anything I support her in anything she supports me the the training was even very you know um self-paced so I didn't feel too overwhelmed and the company just really cares about their people their resource groups and everything that they have to just support us as their employees. Uh, I never worked for a company at this size. I've always worked for large hospital corporations and I'm just, I'm blessed to be where I am. And I'm grateful that I quit my job that I used to have. And by doing that, I opened this opportunity in this door to increase my income by 20K. So there are probably project managers that are getting paid more than what I'm getting paid. However, they probably have to do a lot more work too. Or they're working for a tech company that's possibly discussing layoffs or things like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just really grateful for the space that I'm in and where I landed. God knew what I needed. I have been such a healthier 
and better woman because of this decision. So that is my story about how I quit my job without another one. And I went on a leap of faith and ended up increasing my income by 20K. It would have took me, I think I did the math, it was like at least 66 years working at my old job based off them their whack 2 to 3% raises that they give every year. It would have took me 66 years, I think, to get where I am now in salary. So, yeah, if anybody is on the fence, if you guys have ever been in a position one where you hated it and you were able to job hop and increase your income, congratulations to you. If you are in a position where you absolutely can't stand your job and you're looking for a way out, um, I would love to discuss with you, you know, just other ways that I um, could recommend or suggest for you to put yourself in a better space financially where you could come up with the in the debt-free community or the personal finance community we call it a fu money fund so we say fu to whoever we are working for at that time so if you need help with the fu money fund let me know because that's the type of vibes i was on um i've seen plenty of people do it and yeah it just it just works out when you know things align and you're intentional and you're putting in the work like it, it just works out. So, and you know, people utilize your network. That's really, I don't know if without my referral, they would have looked at my resume because I technically didn't qualify. So utilize your network too. All right. I'm going to sum this up because um, it's getting kind of long, but my off the handlebars moment for the week, your girl got lit <laughs> and your girl went to, I ended up drinking and y'all better not judge me. I ended up drinking a bottle of wine before I went to a wine festival, right? Where there were 40 different tables, which I didn't learn this till I got there. But there was 40 different tables and I did a wine tasting or whatever with my friend and we had so much fun, right? A blast. A lot of people were there on dates because it was like Valentine's Day-ish or whatever, but so it wasn't like on no like, you know, wild stuff but it was at a science museum and we got to like you know do all the science stuff and basically play and be like big kids in this little space but it was a vibe they they had such great setup such cool people we ended up meeting a lot of people um that just you know were a lot of women that were really nice and um a group of men too but I don't really remember talking to them that's kind of when I started fighting out but anyways excuse me so long story short I end up getting sick because I drank way too much wine. I end up start throwing up. <laughs> and so my friend's like, oh, grab the trash can, grab the trash can. So I'm throwing up in the trash can. I'm sitting down. Mind you, I can't get up. And she's looking around. Like, people are around her helping. Like, how can we help? And she's like, oh, grab that wheelchair. And they bring the wheelchair over. And she goes, and I was like, I'm not getting in that wheelchair. She said, well, get up and walk then. And I just put my head down, y'all, because I did not have the energy to get up and walk. So my off the handlebars moment is that I drank too much again, which I do that kind of often. I flew off the handlebars by drinking way too much. And I was wheeled out in a wheelchair <laughs> from the wine fest. And it was pouring rain, but we waited on our Uber. Um, so I'm sitting in the wheelchair at the front door waiting like 20, 30 minutes for the Uber. Um, and there's a whole bunch of people like sitting over there with us. And my friend thought that it was just absolutely hilarious. She kept cracking up. She took pictures, videos, and the pictures and videos are 
so funny. We get in the Uber. I pass out. Um, I was sleeping by now. And then um, I get home. I get in the bed. I was asleep by 11.15. And then woke up at 7. And I was called her. And I'm like, bro, I owe you breakfast. Let's go get chicken and waffles and shrimp and grapes. Because you literally made sure I was so good last night. And I love her for it. So I had one of those nights where you got to wake up and buy your friend breakfast the next day for taking care of you. So that was my off the handlebars moment. Please let me know if you have one similar or if you've, who goes to a wine fest and drinks a bottle of wine before? Like, I don't know why I thought that was okay. I was like kicking it. So it was like, I started early, but then I like rushed it at the end and then I got there and I was good, but then I kept drinking and then that's what boop, put me over. So yeah. All right. Well, I hope you all have an amazing week. Sorry, this was a little bit longer than what I expected, but if you have any questions or if you have also quit a job without having another job, please let me know. Like, I know I can't be alone. Um, and if you've also job top and got a huge increase in pay, also let me know that. Um, and yeah, happy Wednesday. Um, happy. Um, almost end of the month, almost to March. It's crazy that we're almost to March, but I feel like now we're getting into the groove of our New Year's resolutions, and I just want to thank y'all for being here. This was a really big part of um, my 2023 and what I wanted to do, and I'm looking forward to all the bigger and better things for Off the Handlebars podcast. So be sure to follow and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Off the Handlebars Pod, and I will talk to you next week. Bye!